Welcome to Daybreak Devotions, a podcast version of the daily radio ministry of the McLeansville Baptist Church with your host, Pastors Mike Barnett and Corey Cantrell. Gentlemen, it's Friday, and I don't know that in the history of Friday fun days there's ever been a Friday fun day with more great things jam-packed into this 30-minute schedule. I don't know exactly what all is going to unfold over the course of the next few minutes. I just know there has never been as much that has been asked of me to get prepared and ready for Friday fun day as what has been today, so... I'm just bristling with anticipation. This is the moment where you want to fasten your seatbelts. But you know, that's the reason you have more fun than anybody else on a Friday fun day, because you get a little bit of a preview, and yet you don't know. It's like it's like going to a, a restaurant, like I have a lot of experience with this, and getting this really super appetizer, and then finding out that the meal is like 10 times better than that super appetizer. That's good. See... For those of us that don't go to like super, super, super fancy restaurants. Yeah, if Chick-fil-A don't count, I'm pretty much out. <laughs> Where I think of, it's like when you go to Sam's Club and your mom lets you get the free sample tray and you're like, man, this is great, but it's like, we're not buying that, son. But then there's that one time that you buy the box of whatever was on the free sample tray and you take it home and you eat it and you're like, yes, that mm. free sample was all worth it. Well, I have no idea where to begin today. So uh, before we go to News of the Weird, though, I just want to celebrate today. It's August the 25th. August 25th. There's a lot that could be celebrated today, and there are ways to celebrate it and, and do it right. And so I want to help the audience with that. First of all, today, August 25th, is officially Banana Split Day. Wow. So right there is your first way to celebrate. Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you. I'm not a banana split guy. It's a little bit too much for me. But on a day like today, if you've been saving up, hey, you know, maybe, maybe I tell you what, split a split. And if you need to split it a few more times, you know, just to make it work in your uh, macronutrient levels. But anyway, it's banana split day. But even better than that, but suppose that you go to split the split and you kind of get in an argument over the banana split and then you split. Well, today's also kiss and make up day. So, after that banana split debacle, you can... <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and go ahead and have that banana split. So, I mean, what better ways to celebrate? Uh, and, and really, it, it takes care of whether things are going really well or things are going really bad. There's a way to fix it today. Uh, okay, a little bit of history. We're going we're gonna to get news of the weird. There's one more uh, kind of this day in history thing that I want to give, but I'll wait and do that after News of the Weird. It was on this day, August 25th, in 2006, that Chris Atkins and Michael Taylor discovered the world's tallest tree in Redwood National Park, California. Hmm. What surprises me about that is how 
Like nobody had discovered this until 2006. That's what I was thinking. And if you see a picture of this, like this tree literally is standing out. Like it's it's like King Saul. It's head and shoulders above all the rest. But the name of the tree is Hyperion, and it's measured at. You want to guess how tall? You can guess meters or feet, whichever you prefer. Mm, Three thousand two hundred and sixty-three feet. Uh, no, that would be impossible. Three hundred and eighty point one feet. There are no thousand foot trees, my friend. Well, there are mountains that tall, but not trees. You never know. Wow, it's a good thing you didn't go into the naturalist work because you would have flunked. I would have had to, you know, study a little bit harder. You know, I've been to uh, Redwood National Park, but I've never seen that tree. So if we ever go back out there, we're going to go on a Hyperion hike. I wonder if that tree was discovered a whole bunch of different times by some good old boy standing at the bottom of it and been like, Jimmy, I'm telling you, at right there is the tallest tree in these here woods. Like anybody could prove that. And Chris Adkins said, let's prove it. Well, yeah, and you know how good old boys are out in the woods. They get out there in an argument and decide they're going to settle it, and then they're like the two guys that were recently arrested on top of the Eiffel Tower in Paris. Two Americans, by the way. Of course. They were found drunk. Uh, figures. They were so drunk they couldn't get down, so they just laid down and went to sleep. Though it is kind of impressive that they were <laughs> apparently so drunk that they were still able to climb up there. Yeah. Unless they climbed up there sober and then got hammered while they were up there and then realized, huh, we can't climb and drink. <laughs> I, I have no idea. I just know I wasn't a part of that one. Okay, so uh, how about some news of the weird? I mean, let's be honest. The two Americans in Paris could be part of the news of the weird. If it just wasn't so believable that it actually wasn't weird. Right. It, it probably isn't that unusual. Yeah. But. Okay. So speaking of news of the weird, weird monkey sightings spread across Florida City. Cops say, I knew I wasn't crazy. The story is out of a city, um, is it Orange City, which is uh, just north of Orlando, about uh, 30 miles north of Orlando, Orange City. Uh, the story says, strange things occasionally happen at fast food joints, I guess so, but this, a large monkey has been seen hanging out a fried chicken restaurant in Florida. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, the sighting happened around 9 a.m. on Wednesday, August the 23rd in Orange City. The Popeye's crew manager, Kimberly Bailobos, got multiple multiple photos. Um, and and I, did, I didn't I, – I missed that this was a young lady because well, – I don't know if she's young, but that it was a lady because when I read the statement, I wanted to do it in a Bubba voice. I look over and I'm like, is this real? <laughs> this can't be possible, she told WRBW. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't have the same impact anymore. This, this is the weirdest thing I've ever seen. Not only working here in my life, this is pretty crazy. Pretty big, too, she said. So, <laughs> I mean, I read that, and I'm thinking, this has got to be the way this person sounds. I either figured you were going to go with that or Ernest. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I was trying to, my brain was trying to think of, where's the big monkey come from? We got a monkey. And our Popeye's chicken. Our Popeye's chicken. Yeah, well, that could have been it. She might sound like that. Kimberly, <laughs> sorry. Uh, we don't know you. No insult implied. 
Uh, her report was soon joined by other sightings, raising concerns there might be multiple monkeys roaming the city. Orange City police officials got wind of the drama, and they suspect the monkey or monkeys may be members of a little-known wild primate population in Florida. Ooh, a little secret society going on. Uh, the population isn't known to live near Orange City, but Florida's alligators, pythons, bears, and crocodiles are notorious for showing up in unexpected places. The Orange City Police Department has received multiple calls for service reference monkey sightings within the city. The monkey, seen on social media, has been identified as a wild rhesus macaca monkey. Whoa! Please do not feed or attempt to capture these monkeys, please say. I'm convinced. Just hearing that bad boy is enough for me. Yeah, I hear that, and I'm leaving my chicken. I'm leaving my wallet. <laughs> I'm, I'm leaving Kimberly and everybody. <laughs> Bye. I'm gone. Here's the keys. Time for me to argue in NOFT. <laughs> oh, those Reese's monkeys. Now, they, as Kimberly said, they can get pretty big, too. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> if they weren't, they got a big voice. You know, it reminds me, we were down in uh, Costa Rica several years ago on a mission trip, and I guess it wasn't the rhesus monkey. It was those, was it spider monkeys? I think so. And, man, those things can get loud like that. Like the how, like the howler monkey? It was the howler. Yeah. That's what it was, the howler monkey, yeah. Uh, but anyway, anyway, so uh, just to, to wrap this story up, a few, of course, I mean, you can't do anything these days without social media. So uh, a few social media posts. Who went to Silver Springs and brought home a souvenir? That was by Clear Canoeing on Facebook. What Silver Springs? You don't know what Silver Springs is down no. in Florida? Well, uh-huh. that's a place people go out in those glass-bottom boats, and it's like they go down the river, and there's monkeys and gators and all kind of stuff. Like, oh. It's a popular little place, yeah. Okay. Sorry about that. Carolyn Ludwig, who might be kin to... Beethoven? Could be. See, I knew I wasn't going crazy. It was a monkey, not a large cat. Oh, Carolyn. And then TLN Ekern posted this. When I moved to Florida, I knew I'd have to watch out for gators. Never did I think I would have to worry about a monkey. You know what's really sad? They all sound the same. (laughs) (laughs) That and I don't, are there even, are there even, um, that dialect of individual left in Florida anymore? <laughs> well, they're all in North Florida. Okay. They're all in North Central Florida. Up there near the Georgia-Alabama line. Yeah, but this is only 30, this is 30 miles north of Orlando, so it's 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 kind of at the maybe the southern end of where those folks could be living. Okay. You know, those those people that came down from Alabama yeah. that said, Let, you know, let's move to someplace exotic. <laughs> Marcy, we're going to Disney. Yeah! Oh, Dennis Rawson asked, Who's playing Jumanji? (laughs) All right, that's the end of that. That's our News of the Weird, folks. Well, I told you there's one more way you could celebrate August 25th. Okay. We've already got banana splits and a lot of kissing, okay? So there's one other thing to do today to celebrate. It was on this day in 1939 
the premiere of... That's right, the adaptation of L. Frank Baum's 1900 children's fantasy novel, The Wonderful Wizard of Oz, directed by Victor Fleming, premiered on this day in 1939. Judy Garland, Judy Garland, uh, Frank Morgan, Ray Bolger, Burt Lard, Jack Haley, Billy Burke, Margaret Hamilton, Noel Langley, Florence Ryerson, Edgar Allan Wolfe. I don't know who any of those are except for Judy Garland, other than I've seen them in The Wizard of Oz. Judy Garland was Dorothy? Yes, she was. Huh. But here's a little tidbit of information you might not know. You know who was originally cast to play the Tin Man? I feel like I've talked about this before. I don't know. Buddy Ebsen. Who's Buddy Ebsen? <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> None other than Jed Clampett from the Beverly Hillbillies. No kidding. Yep. And the reason he could not do it was because he, he had an allergic reaction to the silver paint that they were using to make the Tin Man look like tin. You know, it seems like they had all sorts of uh, costume reaction issues with that with the making of that movie. Oh, yeah? Yeah, wasn't it the lady that was the Wicked Witch of the West that had, like, long-standing skin damage as a result of the green paint that oh, they used? I don't know. But, you know, back then, 1938, 39, there's a lot of stuff they didn't know. Hey, show must go on. Put that on and get out there on that stage. You can see monkeys being a theme today. Because yep. you know that 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 wicked witch, she had her flying monkeys. They were some creepy looking dudes. They probably sounded like that Reese's monkey. I, they probably did. But anyway, here's a, another little tidbit of information, and we'll move on. According to Variety's inaugural 100 Greatest Movies of All Time list, published in 2022, The Wizard of Oz came in as number two. What took number one? I bet you'd never guess. I won't. <laughs> Terrible sound effects. A Hitchcock movie? Uh, Psycho. And I think that sounded something like the music from Psycho, but I haven't seen that. I've seen that, but that's been a long time ago. That's the number one greatest movie On of their all time. list. Number three was The Godfather, which I've never seen. The only, the only uh, one in the top five I've seen was The Wizard of Oz. Really? It's a Wonderful Life made number eight on their list. So, you know, I don't know why it wasn't number one, but I, I mean, at least in the top five. But hey, doesn't matter. I could be upset about it, but you know, The Wizard of Oz has a dark side. You know, not, other the, not only the prop failures, but I read a synopsis of it one time. Transported to a surreal landscape, a young girl kills the first person she meets, then teams up with three strangers to go and kill that person's sister. <laughs> The dark side of, the, of Oz. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that should be a fun exercise. That should be a code activity one time. We're sitting around the campfire, and we take common, like, good storylines and put that dark side spin on them just yep. to see see what you can extrapolate from that. Well, I, speaking of other fiascos that happened, I heard that the cast of The Wizard of Oz went out for milkshakes one day uh, the lion suddenly stops slurping his shake and yells, ouch, and grabs his temples. The tin man stops slurping his shake, yells, ouch, and grabs his temples. Dorothy stops slurping her shake and yells, ouch, and grabs her temples. The scarecrow stops slurping his shake, looks at him and says, what's the matter with you guys? <laughs> uh, 
You know, uh, speaking of the Scarecrow from, from Oz, he is one of the greatest characters of all time. You know why? I mean, I just think no one could hold a candle to him. Thoughts you'd be thinking you could be another Lincoln if you only had a brain. Oh, I will tell you why the ocean's near the shore. I could think of things I never thought before. And then I'd sit and think some more. I would not be just a nothing. My head all full of stuffing, my heart all full of pain. I would dance and be merry, life would be a ding a dairy if I only had a brain. All right. It's one of the greatest songs of all time. One of the greatest soundtracks of movie history, by the way. You know, if that would have come out a few years later, that got kind of like a, like a Dick Van Dyke type role. That would have been a great selection. Yeah. How old would Dick Van Dyke have been then? I don't, I don't even think he was alive in 1939. 1939? Oh, yeah. He was probably born in the 20s. Dick Van Dyke? Yeah, he's like 90, what is he, 95 now? Yeah, but it's 2023. Well, let's just round it up. 40 to 23 would only be 63, so give him 30 years before that. No, 40 to 23 would be 83. 40 to 23 be 83. <laughs> I, I Give him 10 years before that. He might have yeah. been alive, but he definitely was He probably wasn't. watched it when it yeah, came out. He wasn't Scarecrow ready yet. I guess you're right. But I watched that, and I can't help but think of, you know, like Burt from Mary Poppins. That's a good one. That's a good one. Of course, everybody liked the Cowardly Lion, you know. But mm-hmm. uh, anyway, well, that's enough of that. I mean, folks tuned in to enjoy Friday Fun Day. I, I think they got their money's worth today. If you didn't enjoy this, well. Ain't a whole lot we can do for you. <laughs> you just might as well go get a banana split and kiss. Well, I tell you what we want to do. Uh, we want to we we give you some, some thoughts today from the Word of God. And I still think it would be great to have a song on today's broadcast. All righty. Oh, I do. I, I mean, look, it's Friday. It's the end of a great week. We've laughed. Um, but we do, need to, we do need to turn our thoughts to God, and that's what we want to talk about. And we'll just use whatever time at the end, so don't go anywhere. Uh, well, let, let's do this. We've got a few minutes, just a few minutes. Psalm 139. I want to take you back to my uh, time with the kindergartners yesterday. And maybe it's that time with the kindergartners that has got me so amped up with joy. But uh, first first chapel of the year over at Vandalia, a brand new crop of kindergartners. And, boy, they get younger every year mm-hmm. and smaller. Uh, but they were, boy, they were rowdies. They're, they got a lot to learn. We've got to figure out how to do chapel over there. But I was asked to do the first one and uh, was excited about doing that. And so – I got up on Thursday morning, and, you know, I was just, as this always seems to be the way I do this, like, Lord, what do I have to say to these kindergartners? Because by now it's been three months or whatever, four months since mm-hmm. I did a chapel. And, you know, I know for a fact from doing this for four years now or whatever it's been, I always love doing it, and I always leave thinking, man, this is so helpful even to me to do this. But I always go into it with, oh, how am I going to talk to kindergartners? And I just was thinking about how how important it is for us to pray. Like, I, I wrote down a question, what is the most important thing that we can do today? And I anticipated some of the answers that they might give, but what I wanted to, ta- where I wanted to take it to was to prayer. And we're going to talk about prayer on Monday's broadcast. 
But today, to close things out, where my mind went to, it all led me to the idea of thoughts about God. I'll, I'll make that connection on Monday. But let's just think about God's thoughts about us. Psalm 139. Let me read a few verses. Verse 1. O Lord, thou hast searched me and known me. Thou knowest my downsetting and mine uprising. Thou understandest my thought afar off. Thou compasseth my path and my lying down and art acquainted with all my ways. For there is not a word in my tongue, but lo, O Lord, thou knowest it all together. I read that to him the other day, and I said, how is it that God could know so much about us? I mean, he knows when we get up and when we sit down. I told him, I said, some of y'all haven't learned how to sit still during chapel yet, and every time the teacher has to tell you to get up or sit down, God knows that. But that's amazing. And he even knows every word before it comes out of our mouth that we're going to say. How could God know so much about us? And I think the answer is in verse 17 and 18. How precious also are thy thoughts unto me, O God. How great is the sum of them. If I should count them, they are more in number than the sand. When I awake, I am still with thee. And so the reason God knows so much about us, meaning us even sitting here today and you as a listener, the reason he knows so much about us is because he thinks about us nonstop, mm-hmm. incessantly, would that be the word? Um, indefinitely, inexhaustibly, God is always thinking about us. Now, uh, David uses that analogy there of he says, Lord, your thoughts to me are in number like the sands. And, of course, that makes you ask a question, the sand, what, what sand? You know, the sand down by the river, the sand on the ocean, the sand in the bottom of the ocean, the sand of the whole world? We don't really know, but I know this, God's infinite. I know his, his capacity to think is infinite, so I'm just going to think the whole sands of the whole world. But what I did is I, I got some sand together, and I took it with me, and I didn't, I didn't actually measure it. I just put some in a gallon-sized bag. But I got curious after I did that because I was just going to show them that. And I, I thought, well, how many grains of sand are just in this gallon-sized bag? And so I, I did some looking at that, and there are some pretty serious math equations out there, which I didn't take the time to do. If I only had a brain, maybe I would. <laughs> but from what I read, the people that have done the equations, depending on the coarseness of the sand, within one cup, one measuring cup, there would be anywhere from 2 to 15 million grains of sand. That's from extremely coarse to very fine sand. So I just split that down the middle and said, well, let's say there's 8 million grains of sand in one cup of sand. And in that one-gallon bag, that'll hold 16 cups. So 16 times 8 is 128 million grains of sand. And I showed that bag to them, and if you can picture that in your mind, just a one-gallon Ziploc bag full of sand holds 128 million grains or 128 million thoughts. Now, how many thoughts of God have I had in my life? Yeah, I'm not even close to that. But when I look at that one-gallon bag of Sand, and it's 128 million thoughts that God has about me. Is that how many he has in a year's time? Is that how many he has in a day's time? Maybe in an hour or maybe even in a second. God has these thoughts about us. That in and of itself is a wonderful thought for you to think because no matter what is going on in your life today, I think as you said, you replied to that when I put it into a text and told you about it, we, we don't think about God near enough, but even when we're not thinking about him, we can praise him that he's thinking about us. Yep. Somebody said, well, I hope he was thinking about you over the course of this broadcast <laughs> today. He was. He was. 
And I think God uh, is still all for merry hearts. And I think that right there, that thought will be a great one to take us into the weekend. Absolutely. So uh, we'll come back Monday and think about how we can think about God. So have you a great rest of your day, and we'll see you next time. And we thank you for joining us on today's program. We hope that you'll tune in with us each and every day right here on Daybreak Devotions as Pastor Mike and I will discuss various topics in God's Word. If you've got any questions, comments, we would love to hear from you at daybreakdevotion at gmail.com.